1: Brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tuttle. We're talking today with Georgia native Pee-wee Moore, an acclaimed outlaw country singer-songwriter who tours an average of 45,000 miles a year, performing an an endless string of one-night stands, honky-tonks, festivals, and theaters. Welcome, Pee-wee.
2: Hey, thank you.
1: Man, that's a lot of road miles.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely added up over the years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I think um, uh, we traded a couple emails a couple days ago. You, you've been out at Sturgis, is that right? Performing?
2: Yes, that's um, we did our eighth consecutive year out there this year, and uh, we did a little thing called the, the Dakota Territory Riders. Festival. It's kind of a separate thing from Sturgis, but it still kind of ties into
1: it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So you've been from Georgia to Tennessee to Texas, back to Tennessee uh, in your musical career. Tell me a little bit about that, that journey for you and how you got started.
2: Well, I, I grew up in uh, a little town called Fort Overford, Georgia, and it's, it's just right on the border of Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's just right across five minutes maybe, if that. and uh, So I spent most of my time as a musician in Tennessee anyway. Uh, starting out and mm-hmm. and just uh, had to, had lived there back and forth between Georgia and Tennessee and then uh, moved out to Austin in two thousand and ten uh, just because I you know loved, loved some of the music that came out of the the area and uh, it was a great spread experience for me and I met a lot of good people and uh, a lot of good friends and contacts in the the business there and kind of uh ended up going back home because I, I was uh, on the road just as much as I was anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in Austin <laughs> all that much.
1: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your earlier influences, how you actually uh, got started in music to begin with.
2: Uh, you know, I, I grew up listening to uh, to Waylon and Willie and uh, Johnny Cash and those guys from uh, my mom and my uncle. They were musicians and they were real big into the outlaw movement and they uh they played guitar and sang and wrote songs themselves but uh it really turned me on to that music back back when i was a kid and i just kind of it just stuck with me
1: and you you um I, i'm assuming played during high school and 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 got started in different bands uh, from there that early for yeah. you
2: uh, actually, I started playing guitar when I was nine. Okay, and uh, I played in some in elementary school. We I had a band together, and it was, oh wow, cool. we got together and did some jamming and just you know just played around and mm-hmm. at my my buddy's bedroom. And I think we did the talent show at the, at the elementary school in sixth grade. Just uh, been playing for a long time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. The the style. Um, uh, outlaw country, and and listening to to some of your music, I, I hear even uh, honky tonk in there. Is that just a natural progression? The 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 style that you play is that just comes out of your influence with family? How how did you how did you finally kind of settle in on the the uh, outlaw country Americana uh, genre for yourself? Uh, you know,
2: the, the outlaw part of it is really just about not conforming to the mainstream uh, country music genre, you know, which
1: Mm -hmm.
2: is not even country music anymore. Uh, But, and just kind of doing it my own way, and I've I've, I've been able to do that, but the, uh, you you know, you mentioned some of the the honky-tonk and and stuff. I've always been a fan of guys like, you know, Hank Williams and Ernest Tubb and,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: and, you know, all those guys. But, uh, you know, I, I love that kind of music and and, uh, you know, up into the 70s with the, the Willie and the Waylon, where well, they turned it a little bit, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And it,
2: it, it just, uh, it's just the whole spectrum of, of real country music. I, you know, I love all of our stuff.
1: And I see you've gotten to play with a lot of your um, musical heroes. What's that been like for you?
2: Oh, it's been a blessing and an honor. It's, it's uh, really, it's yeah. Every time I, I get to play with a a hero of mine that's still
1: alive. But I'm just blown away by it. What are the what are the circumstances that have you know got you? I mean, I'm looking at the list here: Chris Christopherson, uh, David Allen Coe, Ralph Stanley, Dwight Yoakam, Charlie Daniels. I mean, that that's just a the beginning of the list. What what is it that a lot of people would love to play with those guys? How how have you managed to find yourself in the right place to to be able to to uh, get on stage with those guys? Uh,
2: you know connections and uh, just sticking to my guns and trying to bring a quality show wherever I've been throughout the years. It's, it's really helped me out in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it, it's kind of funny because the, the David Allen Co stuff came about because we knew some uh, some of the Outlaw Motorcycle Club and the Chris Coverson Chris thing came about because we were in with the Hells Angels out on the West Coast. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty interesting how it all kind of connects together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're writing all, most of your songs, original material.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the new record, we actually cut a couple of covers that I've just thrown in my repertoire over the years. One is Georgia on the fast train that Billy Joe Shaver wrote. And I've, I've been a fan of that one for years and it's kind of got a special place in my heart because I'm a Georgia boy, Mm
1: -hmm, you know, -hmm.
2: born and raised. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, the other song is uh, Thunder Road, which is a, a Robert Mitchum song that he'd written and sang in the movie and he did the whole movie, directed the movie, produced the movie, the whole whole nine yards, but mm-hmm. it, it, it was kinda it was kind of a, a thing to me also because my granddad was a moonshiner and he he, he ran it and okay. got in a lot of trouble and all
1: that other stuff. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the songwriting process for you.
2: Uh you know they they just kind of come to me really. I, I used to try to push it and just finish them, but uh, sometimes it'll I'll I'll get a line in my head. And I'll I'll work on that, and uh, if it becomes strained, I'll hold off for a little bit and kind of keep it on the back burner, and then it'll come back around. I, I don't usually try to push it. I just kind of let it flow pretty easy, naturally.
1: Have you ever gotten to write? songs with some of these folks that you've uh, been able to play with over the years? Has any collaborations come out of that?
2: Uh, you know, we've, I've wrote several songs with uh, with Roger Allen Wade, who kind of gave me my, my start when I, was, when I was a young guy, and uh, I, I started hitting the honky-tonks and around Chattanooga, and, and he was playing everywhere, and I asked him if I could open for him, and he, uh, he said, yeah, come on, and I, I opened for him, and then played guitar for the rest of the night, and then ended up playing with him for a couple of years. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've written some songs with him, and he's, I mean, he's a solid gold songwriter. He, he wrote Country State of Mind that Hank Jr. did, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: he was, uh, American by Bird Southern by the Grace of God that, that Waylon and Johnny Cash cut, and mm-hmm. just all this, he's got a, a crazy list of songs that have been cut by heroes of mine, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Are are you um do you travel with a band or, or are you the singer songwriter artist type when you when most, you're performing?
2: Most of the time I'm with the band. I've I've got um a three piece band. Sometimes we add a pedal steel and do a four piece, but usually it's a three piece, uh with a electric guitar and bass and drums. Uh but then again I do some some acoustic shows as well. But they're they're fewer and far between these days. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have a particular type of venue that uh, you know? We talked about the honky tonks and festivals and, and theaters. Is there um, a particular type of venue that um, that you you prefer or that you find yourself in more times than not that that you really enjoy?
2: Well, you know, I mean, we always love playing the smaller, intimate clubs, but there's also some some B class venues that are bigger and some some old timey. Historical theaters that are very cool too. Even mm-hmm. the people appreciate the music, and you know everybody's cool, and mm-hmm. and uh, that that that's where we want to be. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, have you done much? Uh, have you had a chance to do any European tours?
2: I haven't. We've actually been talking about it for uh, for next year, and I think we're going to line that up. We've had a few offers, some stuff come through uh, for Italy and Germany and uh, France.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I've great. Got some,
2: pretty good context in, uh, in England. Too. Yeah. So I think we're, we're
1: going to try to hit it up. Uh, I saw where you um, have played with different groups. At, at some point, um, you, you kind of made the choice to to make this a solo career. What what was the catalyst for you for that?
2: Well, it, it's just, um, it's hard being in a band and having the democracy of members having to, you know, having to get clearance to, to do everything, you know, to go on the road or report a record or do anything, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing if you have multiple members with input saying, Oh, I can't do this. You mm-hmm. know, we can't, oh, we can't tour. We, we have to, we have to do this, you know, and mm-hmm. for me, it's always been about getting out on the road and, and taking the music out to the people. And, and uh, it's hard to do sometimes when the other guys don't mm-hmm. want to do it or, their girlfriends don't want to do it, sure. or their wives, or they have kids, or jobs they want to. Would rather work, or, or whatever, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. What's a What's a road tour look like for you? Are you, is it strategic? Are you you kind of go out and you're out for a long haul, or are you in and out of uh, out of your home base?
2: We do uh, from 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 spring till late fall. We're pretty hard and heavy on the road uh we' you know we're, we're out for more than a month at a time, usually, okay time um, usually it ends up being a couple months and then we'll go back home for you know maybe a week, take care of some stuff and hit back out but usually during sp- you know from from early spring to late fall we're we're heavy on the road and then when it hits winter time we're we're usually back home and then we'll go out for maybe a week run here and there and stick the weekend stuff that we can hit within you know six eight hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: okay and and that puts you out uh how many dates a year are you are you guys playing right now
2: i you know I, i've actually slowed down the last couple of years because we we started cutting venues out that were just kind of stops between places that weren't really working out for us mm-hmm. and uh i was doing around three to 350 dates a year wow about every day and then you know you as you as you play for several years like that you learn that some of those venues really aren't working out for
1: you sure yeah
2: so so you kind of cut out the cut out the ones that really aren't important and then you do uh do the important stuff so you're not really wearing yourself out yeah now we're now we're doing probably about around 200 to 225 days a year
1: okay and and you've been uh, playing that type of schedule for how long? How long has this this been a career like that for you?
2: It's been eight years solid with that kind of schedule. Okay,
1: wow. That that uh, that does add the miles up quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> and your um, um, new CD, American Outlaw, and that's is that out or on its way out?
2: It's out. It actually uh, it it dropped on the fourteenth of July.
1: Okay, so just out, uh, a little less than a yep. month. Okay, so tell me tell yeah. me about that. What uh, that, that's the new project, and and I, I presume that's the one you're touring, promoting right now.
2: Yeah, we did that one with um, with Rusty Knuckles, and uh, you know I, I I talked to Ralph a, a while back about doing a record with him, and uh, got on board with it, and we we worked it out, and uh, I went in the studio and I was gonna. I had the idea of recording, you know, somewhere between 11 to 13 songs, and went in and ended up playing 16 tracks down that we felt that we really needed to keep. So we we made a pretty big record out of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's more than what uh, a lot of folks normally do.
2: Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a good listen. It you know you can you can put it in in, in the the player and and go for over an hour with it.
1: <laughs> and it's still still. Kind of pretty much in line with, with The things that you've done before but um, I, I hear a little bit of Difference um, um, In there too is that Was that intentional just just Progressive for your songwriting Tell me a little bit about it's, the Process of, of the music on that It's, it's,
2: it's a little progressive um, You know it, I don't know maybe It's part of getting older and growing and, and All that you
1: know mm-hmm. And uh, what's the what's the cut that's dropping on that one for you right now?
2: Uh, Flathead Eight, everybody's loving. It's it's a it's a song about a hot rod,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, people love that one. They love the uh, song I wrote called Woman. It's a uh, it's a real it's a yeah, it's a love song, but yeah. it's, it's real. I don't know. It, it moves it moves well. Yeah.
1: Good. Okay. Tell me, um, is there a is there a point that sticks out in your mind that um, kind of feels like a defining moment? You know, a, a moment where you you just knew this was this was clicking, this was going to work. This is this was going to be the the path, and and you know, you you'd reached kind of the 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 stride that you wanted to be with this.
2: You know it. it... It continues to happen, actually. It, it, every time we play with one of our heroes or uh, just get to do what we're doing mm-hmm. and, and progressing in, in a career sense, it, it just keeps kind of proving itself to be the right path of what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Do mm-hmm. the uh, do, you, do you have a name for the band? Do, do, do they just.
2: Yeah, I, I call them. Uh, I, I took her in and called them the Awful Dreadfuls. Snakes back in, uh, back when I first started doing it it, it, it kind of stuck. So it's, it's Stevie Moore and the awful dreadful snakes.
1: Okay, that's great. And, and the new CD is uh, um, American Outlaw. Tell 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 me where uh, folks can can find you, find your music, get in touch. They can find me uh, my
2: website is and I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff. And uh, you can. Download the new record or order the new record at uh, RustyKnucklesMusic.com. And I, my two previous albums are on my website. You can download straight from there.
1: And uh, all three on iTunes? All right.
2: I, I know the new one is. I think we, we had some discrepancies with the first two, and we're about to relaunch those on iTunes, but okay. they've been pulled off more now.
1: All right. Great. Well, thanks, Pee-wee. I appreciate uh, getting a chance to talk with you and and learn about the new record, and I I wish you the best in in, uh, your touring schedule this summer.
2: Hey, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream—the big house, the happy family, the money? What's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the
2: problem? What's the problem?
0: <laughs> would you lie? Would you cheat?
2: Would I shop? Would I
0: shop? Would you kill?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: The crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts